Secrets, the podcast. My name is Jennifer, and you're listening to Episode 5, The Importance of Expectations. The whole thing about managing expectations has literally been the theme of my life lately. It's something I've been constantly thinking about because there have been a few situations that have gotten me really fired up about it, so I want to talk about that today. So first off, let's start from a client's perspective. In any job I've ever had, both in retail and in my own services, I have strived really, really hard to over-communicate over-under. This is what I believe to be exceptional customer service. Sometimes I wonder if I'm coming across on a uh, (laughs) bit of a harassment level or feeling overbearing, but honestly, I don't really care. I have never had anyone complain to me about uh, providing too much information to them. Uh, Sometimes in a selling process, if and this helps if I'm meeting in person, I can observe to see if the person is looking a little overwhelmed. I can step back, offer them some space, and give them some time to register what we've discussed. So, you know, something like, I know we've, uh, I know I've provided a lot to think about. You know, this, by the way, suggests to the client that they don't have to feel stupid for feeling this way because I've already acknowledged for them that this is a lot of information, so it reassures how they're feeling and that it's okay. I know I've provided a lot to think about. Uh, how about I give you a few minutes to think about everything and I'll check back uh, in with you shortly. This, crea- uh, this creates opportunity for the client to collect themselves and give them a few minutes to uh, think about any questions they may uh, provide value for them and more importantly prioritize how the discussion will proceed from there. So when you're selling something, think about what you want when you're the client. Uh, so when I'm a client, I'd rather people come and ask me questions about what I want and more importantly, value. They ask about expectations um, and provide as much information as possible. Um, so for example, I just bought a new TV not too long ago. Um, I had established some stuff right off the bat. Uh, budget was important, uh, size of course, uh, thankfully we kind of already knew what we wanted. Picture of course was important to us. We had indicated that we weren't necessarily brand loyal or looking for the latest and greatest. Our salesman took us uh, took what, what we had into consideration while showing us some options, both within a range, also uh, you know what, we'll, what you'll get for something cheaper or, or even the higher priced items. I understood the sales tactic and I appreciated it because it was helpful and kind of illuminating. We opted for the middle of the road and in the direction that we were um, hoping for to begin with. Because that's, I mean, it's what we wanted and we got the features that were of value to us. And while the TV was a little more than we were initially hoping to spend, it was still kind of in our budget. And um, it obviously offered enough benef- uh, benefit for us to go forward with it. He also threw in a, like a wall mount at like an extreme discount um, and just to kind of help accentuate the expectations of what that business offers in terms of customer service. Uh, so getting, getting back on topic here, um, so in turn I offer the same. Hello so-and-so, thank you for your purchase, or I appreciate the inquiry, any kind of starter. Um, I'd like to, to take the time to explain to you how our services work and what you should expect in terms of timeline as well as blank is the best form of communication with me. And, and I mean, that of course can vary according to your service and your process, but that's a general gist. 
Um, you could for this project, uh, sorry, you could say for this project, um, I'd love to know what your expectations are, both in general and in your timeline, so we can respect those for you. And then in theory, you would do the same with your budget. Uh, I'd, I'd like to, um, I'd like to share my inspiration for prompting this podcast episode. It's a really good example in how important managing client expectations really can be. Um, so I'm in the process of ordering some custom work to be done from a local artist. At this point, we had met, um, and there was no formal consultation, um, that was done. And honestly, I feel with the magnitude of this project, I actually absolutely would have suggested that in in her position uh, especially because we lived fairly close to each other it really would have alleviated a lot of headache for both of us um, but she made do without and that was her choice that's fine so to give a little background um, she's been on the creative side of the business for many years um, in terms of business skills she's still learning all that stuff um, and this is a part-time thing for her. She does have a full-time job. She's also on maternity leave, though. Uh, she's new uh, baby in the like a new family, and uh, so her schedule and everything is a little out of whack for her. And the timelines that she had pre-baby is obviously going to be different post-baby, and she's still trying to figure that out. And <laughs> makes sense, <laughs> especially as the baby gets a little older. She's at that point now where you know is so unpredictable. Um, and, and in her credit, she does ensure that all of her clients are made aware of this. But I like detail and timeline expectations to be met. And, and I am totally like, if you need three months, I will give you three months, but tell me you need three months. You know what I mean? So while she was very good at asking a lot of questions to help guide the project, I still felt there was a disconnect. I was waiting a lot longer than I was expecting, and, and here's the problem. I wasn't sure what to expect. So now I've invented these expectations of what should be when really I don't know what the process is and I did ask her uh, and so now I'm assuming what seems like a realistic or manageable deadline um, were obviously not her expectations. So after giving a bit of time uh, waiting for something to happen and I'm unsure what's going on um, I felt that I was a little into in too deep a bit, like, um, like she had a, a few family things come up, like, and she and she felt really bad. She's like, you know what, this is just really crappy. <laughs> like, uh, there were a lot of interruptions that were beyond her control, and and that's fine. Um, but I, I, because I hadn't met her or anything like that, I wasn't fully confident about the service I was receiving. Um, so. During this time, there were a lot of notes I mentally made about what she could have done in this process and in her business structure overall to help make um, a much better impression and have things move smoothly for both of us. At one point, I had emailed for a follow-up to see where we were at, and she took the polite but defensive approach, suggesting that if I wasn't happy with the timeline, then maybe we weren't a good suit. Uh, and again, not sure what the timeline was, uh, we were able to turn this around quite quickly when I prompted her about it, like, well, what should I be expecting then? So that way I could leave her alone. Um, and I, because I absolutely hate when people are constantly ragging on me, not that I was ragging on her, but just, I, I, I don't think anybody really likes the pressure of, uh, hey, when are things happening? Hey, what's going on? You know, like that 
feeling of uh, pressure. Um, so, but I, but I just didn't know what to expect. Like I said, if you need three months, tell me you need three months. I will give you three months. You know, like that kind of thing. She hadn't set those boundaries for me as a client. Now, thankfully, as an entrepreneur as well, I, I get it. And obviously, I was trying not to be problematic. It was, uh, I was hesitant, but I was open-minded and lenient for sure. Um, and, and she appreciated that as well. Uh, so, but we have a few rounds of drafting for consideration before we complete the project. Um, we finally arranged that she'd send the first round digitally so we could kind of think about it, and then we would meet up in person to discuss. Holy smokes. It made a huge difference for me. Not only were we able to hammer away a bunch of details right away, but my whole faith and confidence in the project was restored with even just meeting her. Thankfully, both being professionals, I was able to approach her uh, about things like expectations, uh, how, how I needed her to manage me. And yes, I did say that. <laughs> Thankfully, she took this feedback uh, very well. In fact, she was so excited about this that we actually ended up discussing a lot about client relationships and, and business things that you wouldn't usually talk about with a client. Uh, the great thing is, is that this really firmed up our working relationship. And by the end of the two hour meeting, she took initiative to provide me more expectations and deadline, which immediately helped with my expectations in terms of giving her her space. So she said, you know what? Let's open up a calendar. I will have this done to you, you know, between Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Okay, great. You know, so I'm expecting it between then. And in the meantime, I can leave her alone. <laughs> I have come across many times over the years, and I'm sure you have as well, um, people in the service industry over-promising and under-delivering. How disappointing is that? Right? And, and while mistakes happen, and there's usually learning curves too, I'm, I'm trying really hard to get in the habit of under-promising and over-delivering. The problem is, is that everybody is so eager to please that they're not realistic, right? I'm a realistic person, and but I'm also a really bad optimist sometimes. And so this has been a huge bump even for me to get over in terms of time management, especially. So uh, like, as a photographer, because this is a good example, clients always ask, well, when should I expect my photos? And even if they don't ask, I'll let them know at the end of the session. Oh, my turnaround is about two weeks. And boom, three days later, they have the photos. This is basically just covering my ass in case I run into a hiccup where I didn't have the time to commit to editing. And, and therefore, the client is happy that they've received the photos sooner than expected. And if, and if I can't get them done, then, you know, I've got a bit of time to work on them and because the customer is not waiting or not expecting them for another two weeks. So, cool. Managing client expectations are critical to your business. More and more frequently, we see in reviews, did not manage expectations. And the rebuttal is usually, well, how can I manage something that I don't know? Well, then you didn't qualify your clients very well, did you? <laughs> Immediately setting boundaries and expectations with your clients will help form a solid client relationship by letting them know, here's how I work, here's what to expect, here's how much it is, here's when you'll be billed, here's our process, all that stuff, over deliver the information. It will help refrain concern or hesitation in your client's mind. By addressing these, even if they don't ask, 
It adds a layer of peace of mind and also helps create confidence in how they feel about the investment they're making with your service or product even. So what else can you do to help set realistic expectations with your clients? Have a contract. This will cover your butt, but also help lay down some expectations and boundaries with your client so they feel better. One thing in this project that I'm working on is that there hasn't been any contract and I also haven't paid for any deposits. I've offered and again, in her position, I absolutely would have. No one should take that chance. I, I made a joke about how in theory I should take, I should, could take the design and run, because Not, nothing's holding me to it. She said at this point there's been enough committed discussion that, and she didn't get any red flags. Well, that's good. Um, but she would plan to implement this with her future clients to protect herself. And absolutely, because, like, thank goodness I'm not that kind of person, but I did warn her. Like, I'm like, uh, so you know, right? Like, I wouldn't have sent out anything until there was money and a contract involved. And she's like, I know. <laughs> Um, so moving forward, um, I, I hate when people talk out of their ass and I'm sure you do too. If you don't know the answer, that's fine, but do the due diligence, oh my God, um, of finding out. Don't make up bullshit excuses. I've, I've been in the habit lately of just shouting, just own it at certain scenarios that have frustrated me because people just aren't owning up to their own mistakes. This world is so afraid of confrontation and admitting that they've made a mistake or by continuously pointing the finger to blame someone else. And I'll admit, I've caught myself doing that, but I'm trying to resolve all that. I'm trying to move forward. But what does that um, attitude and behavior do to help with your situation? With cooperation from everyone, any problematic issue can be resolved. Take some accountability. And all in all, just get it done for your customer. Just take the hit if you need to. Go halves with another business if it's team effort on something. Uh, just to keep the client happy and write it off as a learning curve and experience. The fight over money or I hate this situation when you have to ask a client to pay something. Um, when it's already a little too late to ask because they're already upset. So now like... Yeah, anyway, it's, it's not worth it. Take the high road and show, you know what, let's just get her down for the customer and move on. We've had to purchase product in the past for clients um, out of our own pocket because of issues of a mismeasure and no one really knows why or because we've made an error and like we've paid for our mistakes, we've paid for someone else's mistakes. Um, and, and yes, it's really hard to get past that financial frustration about it, especially if you're a new business and have no money because we have totally been there. Um, but I feel better knowing my client is happy that a situation was resolved quickly or that it's a problem they didn't have to become involved in, thereby keeping the customer experience up. You have to remember, this is why they hired you, right? They don't want to deal with that crap. Just do it. Get it done. Leading into this, don't forget to check your client. This is on the wavelength of still managing expectations. Don't take on customers that give you a red flag just for the sake of a sale. It's not worth it. So many businesses end up bending over backwards for clients that end up bullying them. And as an entrepreneur, that's not fair. We need to make money too. <laughs> you know, don't compromise yourself. I mean, we've had this discussion. Don't compromise your business. 
if a situation's gone sour, um, work towards resolving it and be as transparent and honest as possible what's, about what's going on. Um, we've actually fired clients before and didn't really feel bad about it. We, of course, would round up anything outstanding. And again, I'd set that expectation clearly during that breakup. Like, okay, like, look, we're, we're done. <laughs> but look, we understand that there's still some things we need to tie up. So here's how we're going to finish that. That way there's not too much of a sour taste in their mouth and, and appreciate that at least we're being professional enough to kind of wrap some stuff up. So why would we break up with a client? Well, uh, usually it's that our visions aren't aligned. Uh, we actually had a potentially very good client uh, who was recommended by one of our long-term clients. So things started off okay until the project, like when the renovation actually started. And while I had set expectations with her or tried to, the timeline she wanted was unrealistic. Her contractors, who were super nice and very good at what they do, um, seemed to have rather communicate with the client over us. Also, um, the main foreman or general contractor, like his, somebody had passed for him, so like, it was just bad timing for him too, because now he had other guys on the site that we didn't know and blah, blah, blah. Um, there, we la so with that, we lacked a lot of information because no one was passing it along. And the client seemed to uh, expect that, the, that Catherine would be on site every day, which is just something that we don't do because we don't like getting in the guy's way. Uh, we're on site when we need to be. Uh, so on top of that, she questioned the design and nobody likes to feel questioned. Um, but the worst part is that she, she seemed to think that the design that we had done was written in stone. And we had to explain a few, you know, a few different ways that, you know, these are tentative designs because we won't really know until we've got down to the bare studs in case something pops up, right? So this is, in theory, this would be the ideal situation, but, you know, we've got we've to roll along with the punches here. Anyway, um, so, but all these frustrations for her are contributing factors that would make our jobs just that much more challenging. Uh, here's where the boundaries hit. She would send me text messages at 5 a.m. expecting an answer, even though I'm a three-hour time zone difference away. So it's like, yeah, it's 8 a.m. for you. The, the contractors just got on site, sure. But I'm still in bed. I'm sleeping. <laughs> and, and in fairness, we're not perfect in this scenario either, you know? Um, and we came across a number of difficult bridges. It was just poor timing for everyone, I think. Um, so I spent a long time on that breakup email, and... While I was anxious, I was also super relieved, and, and so was Catherine. By the end of this, um, by the end of this project, I, we were kind of at the end of our client hunting portion of our business, so we realized that clearly we have moved on in our business. We don't really do consulting anymore, and unless it's a project that really resonates with us, and that the client also shares our vision, like 100%. Um, we kind of, like, we, we really took this project on almost as a favor for our long-term client because they are friends. Um, and I guess in the end, it was really unfair to this client who was uh, very challenging to manage. You can't please everyone, right? Um, but uh, it, she she was very lovely, but it, it's one of those hard situations where you're like, I don't want to, like, just bail on you, but you are literally very, like, what's, what is the point, right? <laughs> What, what, what am I achieving out of this? 
all of this to say that this has helped align our business structure, help us feel more focused on our message, and, and not have to compromise our ethics or cause unnecessary stress in our lives. Um, we have learned what kind of clients we want. This client brought us back to the beginning of our business client relationships and with a lack of a better word, that were toxic to us. And while, like I said, I, I don't really have anything, like I have nothing against or nothing bad to say about these people because they're, they're great. But ultimately, um, they have helped because they helped shape our business and structure. Um, but we realized, you know, you can't please everyone, right? So we've butt heads with them or just there's just something about it's unrealistic to what we want to do versus what they want it to look like. But we can't do it like that, but they can't get past that. Um, so you know what? Maybe we're just not meant for each other. Like maybe find somebody who can make that for you because obviously maybe it's maybe it's us you know we're just we're we can't see the same vision you know that kind of thing and that happens um you know we were at a stage in our business where we don't need to have clients that stress us out um and i hate this feeling when you feel anxious to check your phone and no one should feel like that it's just as an it's just as unfair to your client um, and like I felt horrible when I messaged my artist about my follow-up because I can only imagine the long sigh on her end when she gets my annoying email. <laughs> I constantly strive really hard to enhance my customer service skills and managing expectations is one of the best contributing aspects of a service that can either make or break your business. By increasing your manage, managing expectation skills, both within yourself and your client, you'll get better quality clients who respect your time and your business. You'll set the standards of what, uh, what you want in a client and what you equally hope to get out of the exchange more than just money. Yeah, the money is a great incentive, but this comes back to establishing our why. Why are we doing this? If it's just money that that's the reason why I'm taking this job, then I shouldn't be doing it. What's the point? If it's an awesome portfolio piece, but the client's a bit of a dickhead, well, that's your judgment call to make about whether you want to manage that or not. Uh, take on the projects that you want because of things more than just money. I want to do this because it's new family and they want to grow in this house. Or I want to do this because they're new to the area. And this is a great way to create an impression of the awesome community that they're in by creating a beautiful space for them to enjoy so they can bring their new friends over. You want to feel happy for them and excited. Um, we did a smoothie bar a few years ago that was, that was fun because it really had a great health message. I mean, it's smoothies, right? Behind what they were doing. Um, but it was also very unique to that area. So we were mm -hmm. creating an impact through the story. Their story was why we wanted to do the project. If we don't remember the enthusiasm about why we accepted the project or why we're even considering it, then it's not a project you should take on or you should drop it. If it's not contributing to your life in any other way other than financially, and even then, are you profiting or is it kind of eating you alive? Then you need to reevaluate your own expectations about yourself and your business. Thank you for joining me on episode five, guys. <laughs> if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe for more. Join us at karmadesigners.com slash manifesto for a free eco-designer manifesto guide where we share our 
10 secrets that have helped our success in creating an eco-conscious brand. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Nested Green for everyday stuff. Thanks guys, have a great day.